Yeah, all right. Let's start it. Y'all over here <laughs> reminiscing and shit. <laughs> all right, man. Um, well, we got the gang together. Uh, sorry for the delay, Hokie Nation. Um, th- I think this is going to be one of the most listened to episodes. Everyone is kind of with their hair on fire right now, not knowing what to do. We just dropped the game, the old Dominion. Uh, let's just jump in. What do What are your guys' takeaways? I know Brandon, you watched the film. Um, what were your takeaways from the game? Uh, just from watching the film, it was a lot of things I saw. I felt like we was rusty from not playing a hurricane week, playing uh, William and Mary the week before didn't benefit us at all. I think. The way we beat Florida State also hurt us in this game because I felt like we was feeling ourselves. We didn't play a team in a week, and William and Mary wasn't good competition. So I felt like we were sluggish on film. You can see we were sluggish on film and ODU, man. That was they. That was a Super Bowl. All these boys from the same area, they played each other in high school. They know each other. So they don't give that extra respect factor. It's like, I don't know who up under that helmet. I'm going to just play who I see on film. And that kind of gives certain teams respect. Like, you play against Alabama, Oklahoma, you don't know who under them helmets. So you give them a certain type of respect that some teams give V-Tech. These boys play high school with these boys, and they felt like they should be at Tech. So it was all that in one, man. And I just felt like the team played sloppy. Uh, we didn't tackle well. We didn't who do you, cover well. Who do you put it on? Do you put it on – if you had to place the blame in a particular area. But, man, it's, it's – you can't – I feel like you can't blame the offense because they put up points. It's right. all on the defense. I mean, it's a lot of missed tackles from the second level to the third level. And the thing was, Coach Foster, if you looked at the film, he just believed that our corners should win on the outside and we was going to run cover zero and stop all that little RPO that they were trying to do. We just go get them up out of that. Anything? Hey, hey Dot, let me, let me ask you a question real quick, Dot. I didn't mean to cut you off. At what point, though, as a coach, as a coordinator, I'm, I'm giving you the keys, you the coordinator, at what point do you say, man, we can't cover these dudes. Let's switch it up. Like, at what point do you think but, that should have happened? Whenever they did play coverage, they was hitting runs for seven yards, eight yards, six yards. So mm-hmm. it's just like, man, this run frustrating me. Conus, come on. Like, y'all should be better than these guys. We we got to stop some. It's like whatever yeah. Coach Foster did, for some reason they did, like, he'll stop in one play. Then their coordinator be like, all right, you want to do this? All right, we go do this. You're going to have to stop one. I feel like the back end ain't show up when they needed to, when they did blitz zero. And then when we did play soft coverage, the front didn't just control the line of scrimmage like they should, like how they did Florida State game to say, hey, we can play with both safeties back, you know what I'm saying, instead of getting out of that one high and be able to stop the run. Like, they couldn't do either. So as a as a coordinator, that's frustrating, bro. Because whatever you do, they're doing the opposite yeah. and you can't stop. But, D-Hall, let me ask you. N- n- I- All right, and I got a question, too, well, but go ahead. Well, I, w- I was just going to say – what that noise was but <laughs> hey that was <laughs> that was my fault but you blowing no, up basketball it was the airplane I'm outside it was the airplane <laughs> hey. yeah man no D I was Go just ahead, gonna say man. is that how much of that is is coach Foster and then how much is that is the DB coach because I personally feel like 
yes, said the like, DB coach. Feel- man, you know, from, from 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 my experiences, Bud never overstepped his boundaries. Even though he was a coordinator, he left it up to the position coaches to be, you know, the ultimate voice in that room of how 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 technique got got done, um, how assi- assignments were, you know, kind of divvied up. And so my question actually was going to be to Dot, how much is this team really missing Torian Gray? Because I know what Torian brought to our locker room as a Redskin, and I didn't know how great a coach Torian was, and I heard a lot about him. And I kind of had a preconceived uh, notion of Torian through other players who played for him that necessarily – didn't really love him. Didn't love his style. They they said he was a great coach. They said he knew his stuff, but they didn't really know his style. And so when 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 I found out Torian was going to be our DB coach in Washington, I reached out to him, kind of gave him the landscape of the room, kind of gave him some advice of what he needed to do, what he didn't need to do. And Torian from day one had, has has been an open book, has been loving, has been nurturing, has been hard when he needed to be. And I was like, wow. This dude is a hell of a football coach. And I knew the way Bud lets, lets his guys beat them, that Torian had a lot of influence and a lot of say on what how, how our DBs played. And the reason we got the name DBU, I think, you know, Lorenzo Ward started it and Torian Gray kept that thing going. And so I really think what we aren't talking about, and I don't know the coach who's there now, no disrespect to him, um, but man, Torian Gray is 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 the MVP who left that no one is really talking and, about. And I feel like D Hall is almost I won't say impossible to compare somebody to T Gray, man. For me having him in a room in college, I'm talking about you you had him. He break down the playbook. He let you know what play coming, when it's coming. He lives in practice lives, every day. He lives and you dies practice in a three step, five step. Like you're all you doing is just Branding is all in your and, head. And, so when you get to the game, your technique gonna be A1 because that's all you know. And and y'all y'all were so NFL ready when y'all came because Torian demanded y'all to be NFL ready and demanded y'all to think outside the box and not just I know you know this term. He would always say to even to our room, you gonna work ball or yeah. you play ball. And so I feel like them DBs was 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 working ball and not playing ball, and I think it comes b- back down and, to coaching. You know, be you ask who do I blame? See, but like, I know, I know, Bud lets his coaches coach, and I don't feel like our coaches prepared those guys. I think they prepared them, but I think at some point in the middle of a fight, you got to say, "Look, dog, man up. This is what they doing. Give them a game plan. Let's re- refocus and, and and let's get it right." To continue to get beat by the same type of plays and the same guys over and over again, man, that that would see. I mean, I th- I think it's co. You talk about coaching. I mean, yes and no. Uh, it's frustrating seeing Bud Foster's that happened to Bud Foster's defense, but I think we almost had too high of expectations for these boys after the Florida State game because they came out and played so well. But we forgetting how inexperienced they are. I mean, that's all we talked about at the beginning of the season. What's gonna happen? What's up with the defense? Are they going to step up? Are they going to this? Are they going to that? Now we they came out and played great against Florida State. So we all like, oh, all right, it's just going to be another Virginia Tech-style defense. But it wasn't. And, and we got spoiled with Florida State. We got turnovers. We got pressure on the quarterback. We saw everything 
that we thought we were going to be lacking this year. And then we play against ODU, and it happened. It was like we came down off of our high, and maybe this is who we are this year as a, as a, as a defense or as a team. We're inexperienced. We, 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 these guys got to learn a little bit. They ain't been out there in the bullets and, and learning how to handle success. And now moving forward, they know we can't sleep on nobody. We got to play everybody hard. Y'all know once you in it and you didn't already yeah. slept on somebody, it's hard to get your mind back to, all right, I got, I got to focus it and do it. It's hard. When you relax, you come into the game too relaxed, it's hard to turn, flip that switch. Everybody say you can just flip the switch. Everybody can't do that. Only certain guys can do that. And obviously we see him with a young team, inexperienced team, they can't do that. And so I think our expectations were too high after the Florida State game. And and then and then you look at the I know I'm going for a while, but you look at the talent level, it felt like those uh skill athletes were just as good as ours. It wasn't like a huge speed difference. Like we felt like we had better athletes than Florida State. I didn't see that against ODU. That didn't show up on film. Yeah. But Eddie, I think I think what D Hall is getting at is when he mentioned Torian Gray, our technique was sharp. Like it's some things at DB, if your technique right, you gonna get beat. And that's what I seen on film. I feel like their technique wasn't there. And they that's what kept causing them to get beat and get beat over again and get beat over again because they didn't have that foundation. They didn't have that, oh, I was lazy on this play. I was tripping. My eyes was in the backfield on this play. All right, let me get back right. Like, let me go back to what I know. They didn't have that, let me get back to what I know so I can just lock this down. Well, they were just playing like how they played. Like and, to me. And, and uh, remember when I said at the Florida State game when they played William and Mary, what we would want to see? I mentioned that I want to see these quarterbacks go up and press because when I seen them a couple times when they pressed Florida State games, it wasn't as smooth as it should have been. That's why they kept playing off, and Bud Foster did a great job of mixing in that uh, inverted cover two when the corners play high and cover three where they kept playing over top. And I was like, that's good. So we just don't get give up the big play against Florida State. So I was like, these couple games, let's press and get our press under control where we can trust our press technique that's going to take us into Notre Dame. So now when they tried to press and Coach Foster felt like, all right, I'm not going to protect you like I did Florida State game and give you a lot of zone. Like, let's just own them. I feel like they didn't have the technique to withhold, like, those receivers the whole game. And then, I feel like the talent level there, but just their technique wasn't there. And then let me, let me say this, too. Yeah. I noticed from being at the game, I don't believe the corner, the DB coach, the corner coach is actually on the field. So – there was no one. But, 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 oh, but, yeah. But he just a, not to cut you off. He's on the field. But remember when I told you Florida State game, he doesn't really talk to the DBs and come over there and mess with them like that. He just lets them play. That's when I kept saying, hey, I'll come over there and I'll let them know, like, hey, I seen you do this and how about you do this? That's when, that's when I kept saying I would mention to them. He's on the field. Yeah. But he's just one of those coaches. Like, it's certain coaches that coaches that way. Like, hey, I'm just let my players play. I'm going to leave them alone. I'm going to let them get themselves out of it. Like, he just don't say nothing to him. He's on the field. He just doesn't. Yeah, I mean that. That's good if you got a veteran group, but if you got a young group, I mean you gotta constantly talk to them because they will get lazy. They will. Their technique will get sloppy. I've been in games where, you know, I have looked bad to the point that Coach Ward, who was my DB coach, hey, lock in, D. All right, bet I got you. But we had so much depth too, man. I was a first round draft pick. 
And you know, I rotated in every series, every other series with the other corners I had there. Like, we just had that much depth. And so, I just feel like if you get beat, it's college, man. We got 90 cats on scholarship. Next. Like, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it corrected. But right now, we got to win Hey, but just to give Tech credit, they did take a couple corners out. And when the new corner got in there, he got beat. So then they put the other corner back in. Like, bro, I literally feel yeah. like they tried everything, bro. Now, I think we, I feel like we, like we just didn't have no answer for real. But, but Brandon, what about I, something? I didn't play corner, but see – let me cut. Let me cut you off real quick, B, and then you can and then you can go ahead. Yeah, Doc, that ain't no excuse. Like, at some point, ODU can't do no, that. To you. Have Florida State done that to you? Okay, they got a roster full of five stars. ODU got the kids that you didn't want to recruit. So absolutely, them kids gonna be up and ready to play you because they all felt like, man, I wanted to go there. Oh, I can't go there. Bet. So Let's get him, you know what I'm saying? And so, mindset. but 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 again, 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 D Hall, you can get beat by a bunch of kids that you didn't want to even recruit. But again, D Hall, we're not talking about polished juniors and seniors, these guys are still babies, yeah, like right. you know what I'm man. No, so, I mean, right. come you're on, flowers, right. we they, played when bro, we were they young. freshmen, like what, this Yo, is what but I'm we, saying. Still, this, we this, still played when we was young, though. We giving them a lot of excuses, but, but everybody's not us, though, Eddie. Like, you that's what I'm not saying. Hall, everybody's not a Brandon Flowers, and what I think, like, fairly, his strong suit is he's a, like a zone type of corner, he can play over top, he can play the deep ball well. He's more of a Sherman type corner that can play over top and play the deep ball well. Yeah. His strong suit is not getting up there and yeah. pressing and me and you one on one on the island. That's not, it's his not man suit. coverage. Yeah. Which ain't and there's a is a is a market exactly. for that kind of corner. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just you gotta be true to who you are as a corner. Let, if not, you have no chance to let, succeed if you try to put a cover three corner. Let me ask answer. you guys this, because this is something I saw as a corner. And Eddie, you can even chime in on this. Pressing bell, right? Do you think we could have shown yeah. press and because we were just getting beat on the fade? So could we just show Eddie, 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 before before you go, Eddie, real quick. Skill, the only reason we couldn't do that, because I'm telling you, we at least ran 20 snaps of cover zero. Like you can't press and bail a cover zero. They hit you with a slant, he's still hitting his head on the goalpost. So it's like Yeah, you ain't supposed to do yeah. him. It's like one on one. It's like you either gotta play man. And often inside, and you playing, the ball got to come out quick, or you feel like you can own this dude. And but go Doc, Doc, the only way to stop the run ain't to hop Not in zero. No, I understand. I understand you that. Know what I'm saying, like, I because I asked Kashawn Jerry, who was part of that tech team that beat O State up at O State, man, how did y'all stop that? Man, we played zero the whole day. What? Yeah, man, we played zero the whole game. But you got Kendall Fuller out there, you got Kashawn, you got. Uh, Strohead to been out there somewhere. Like you got dudes who play in the league now. You know what I'm saying? That were that was on that team playing, and so I just think the talent level was different. Like as a coach, you not only have to put the guys in position to do well what they do, but you also have to try to find that nice balance of what we can do and be successful and what they can do. And I I, I just know that I could stop the run in something besides zero. Yeah, I, you know I what I mean? To give those guys a little help, like, I'd have dropped my – I'd have just played man-free, made it an eight-man box, man-free, 
my safety would have been deep as heck so he can get sideline to sideline and help out a little bit. I'd have made my corners press everything outside in. I want you to see this fade ball. Yeah. That's you know, I just think there's a lot of ways they could have combated that, man. And and to my defense, or not even to my defense, but to my fault, I haven't even watched the whole game. I need to go back and watch the whole game because I just knew we was going to blow them dudes out. I, I didn't even turn the game on until it was 28-28. Yeah. And by that point, I was like, so, what? What is so going on? During the game, uh, Josh gets hurt. It's 28-28. Um, Willis then. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Josh. Yeah, go so Eddie, you know, talk a little bit about maybe the offense and what you saw because a lot of people were. Uh, I'm not gonna say a lot of people. I got a lot of feedback on Twitter about the quarterback play. People were upset with the way Josh was playing, but he he scored 28 points. He was eight for 16, 150 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He he to me he was playing well enough for us to win if he doesn't get hurt. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, anytime you play ODU, I mean, we should be able to run the ball every play and still beat them. So it's just like it's it's hard to put it all on Josh. I get it. I mean, he didn't he didn't have his best game, but he also we also gotta look at receivers was dropping the ball too. I mean, I'm watching the tape and I'm like, we ain't supposed to be dropping that many passes. And and so that that ain't all on him. The numbers may look a certain way, but if you watch the tape, we had opportunities to make some plays, and we just dropped the ball. And that's going to happen as a receiver, and you got to bounce back. I think what kind of happened when you lose your starting quarterback, a, a guy that's capable of winning the ACC uh, player of the year, that takes something out of you too. You're already feeling down and bad about what's happening, and then you lose and then you lose your starting quarterback. So it just took a little bit more momentum from us, something that we already didn't have. And, and so – I think we should have ran the ball more than we did. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen Peoples was killing him. He was, he was having a great day. They was having a hard time tackling him. I think we should have kept running the ball a little bit more. And yeah. so that's just kind of what I saw. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we scored enough points to win the game. So, Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to be all doom right. and gloom because we've all played in games that we should have won. And we and we lost, like without a doubt. And so for us, it's just about really letting everybody know what we saw, how we felt like we could be better, and really just 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 trying to get these guys a little more motivation. Cause I mean, if Michael Vick and them guys would have been talking about our game the week before, man, I'd have felt like, man, I gotta get right for them dudes, for the dudes who paid the path for us. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> You know, I ain't saying it's all doom and gloom. This ain't nothing but one game in a long And that's what I tried to say earlier, too. And, Eddie, when you were saying earlier, where it was like, maybe, maybe we're not that team we thought we were. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's only one game. This is a, And this is a young team. And I said, maybe they might play well because they don't know any better. But, obviously, they did know better. Because coming from off that off week with the hurricane and coming from William & Mary, like, they thought everything was sweet. So, now, this is what they got to buckle in at. Like, you know, like, this game going to Duke. Duke is a good football team. You know what I'm saying? Like, Duke got playmakers. So, they better get their act right for Duke. And I think Duke is not a Notre Dame, but Duke is a top 
ranked top 25 ranked team. So we'll kind of know where we at coming from off this week. And I think we still got a football, good football team. Like I said, that was ODU Super Bowl. They go, they go play us at VTech harder than they'll play at North Carolina or uh, NC State because it is Virginia Tech. We are we are the school in Virginia or North Carolina. You know what and, I'm saying? So and, and flowers, you know, I ran into Coach Rogers at halftime of that game. And uh, you know, Coach Rogers was a great coach for us, a great uh quarterback coach. He he he's coached at William and Mary for a long time. He said Tech should have never came down to old Dominion. You know never. what I mean? Like you have ODU come to you. These these away series where we're going to venues, Hornets' nest, so to speak. It was it was like eighty five degrees that day. Super hot. Man, come on, we beat Florida State in Florida State. <laughs> bro, man. Come man. on, that, that, that little high school stadium, bro. <laughs> that ain't, on, that ain't, nah, nah, that ain't hey, even supposed but, but, to matter, dog. And that's a, and, and 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 it's a home and away series. Yeah, they played them there. They'll come. ODU will come to them next year the same way Notre Dame's coming to them. They went there. They went to O State. O State came to Eddie. them. They, LSU came to us. We went to LSU. Eddie, like, Eddie I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna name series, one thing. So I ain't tripping about that. Cameron man. Indoor Stadium is yeah. a, is a high school gym, but it's rocking in there. So don't just look at the size and think that it can't be hostile. But even more than that, skills. All them boys went back home. They families chilling the day before the game in the hotels. Like they chilling with their family. Like, we know we blowing these boys out. They ain't crossed the fifty last year. Like. All of that relaxed them, bro. Like as a team, like I no, can't say nothing about the offense because the offense put up numbers. But like with your family, there it's like all that kind of distraction. Like you going back to their home. They keep saying everybody from B Tech is from this area and this and that. So your homeboys there, your little high school girlfriends there, like all of them go be in the hotel before the game. It's like, man, these are distractions for young guys. They don't know how to art. Right, Good saying you're now finna go in the room, watch some more film on my little tablet or whatever, go in the film room, and let me get right for tomorrow. They don't know that. They thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And like how Eddie said, it's hard to flip that switch on once you already done got hit in the mouth and you keep getting hit in the mouth out there. Like, yeah. offense was bouncing back, but, man, defense wasn't having their day. Hey, I tell you what, man, them dude, they had some dogs on ODU. I'm sitting there looking like, why didn't we recruit this dude? I'm looking at the running back running through all them tackles, the receiver making them you know? strong catches. I'm like, man, they got some dogs over there, and I don't think we expected them to have any dogs. We expected the Virginia Tech, the name of Virginia Tech, just to hey. be enough that we just got to show up. Then then we got punched in the mouth a couple times, and it was like hey, we couldn't hey. get up. That's really what happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Eddie, you talk about them having some dogs. I think it goes down to – well, it it, it it comes down to kind of the culture, man, the recruiting culture in the ACC. I know at Tech is a lot different than the recruiting culture at anywhere in the SEC. They have departments, dog, that are that, – that do nothing but scout. That do not – like they have 12 to 15 people, staffs, that strictly has the recruiting aspect of it. I don't think we have that. And so I know I didn't see that because they're trying to recruit my son now. And they don't they don't have what the SEC has when it comes to getting all the talent. So maybe some of those guys did slip through the cracks because we have we, we still have coaches go out recruiting guys instead of actual a recruiting department like a lot of these big time programs have. 
And if we had something like that, some of these dudes who do, who do end up at ODU, some of these dudes who, who, do, who do get overlooked to end up at a JMU, which is still good football programs, but it's like, man, we could have had that kid. Like, you shouldn't be talking about any kid from ODU or JMU outplaying anybody at Virginia Tech. It's like it's, it's like saying any kid at FIU is going to But you know, you know, you that that just shouldn't happen. Now, do you get some free hey, athletes? I'm telling that you, you know what it is, do? though. Yeah, absolutely. It, it ain't necessarily that they better than us. Sometimes it's the mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like if, if somebody's killing it, it and then the other dude mentality. going all yeah. out, the dude just all out probably going to look better that day. And I think that's all it was. They was giving it everything that they had. And we thought that we could go out there 75% and still win. But we're not good enough to do that. Maybe the teams when we was there could do that, but this team can't do that. And yeah. they just got to realize that. And I think after this happened, they saying, all right, every game we got to come out and give it our all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never played with a dude who 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 – who didn't get a all? Because at the end of the day, like man, you can get you but, can really but get hurt. Let me let me stop you real not, quick. I don't I don't think it was a question all, of so effort. I, I think it was a question of more mind. Yeah, because mindset. like Brandon and even you, D. But but, but well, that's but, the kind of dude D, you got to recruit listen, that you know his mindset is to former receiver. He's not going to be as physical, unfortunately. Right now, at this stage of his career, especially if he's not being coached to be that physical, you know, you, Brandon, Jimmy, Macho, y'all tackled. Y'all were physical corners who came up and tackled. Caleb, Eddie, we saw it at the at the William and Mary game. How many tackles did Caleb miss? And you know what I mean? Like, that- I, th- I think Coach, I think what Coach Foster has to do right now is arrange his defense to fit the strong suits of his players. Because Caleb is still a good football player. But you know he's just not a physical football player. So if he's not going to tackle as well, like he's not – I know a lot of cornerbacks that play great amount of years in the NFL who just don't like to tackle like that. Let him stay to the field. Let him not be about? pressed all the time. Yeah, Let him yeah, play from over top. Let him cover all that ground out there with all that range. <laughs> and you don't have to – you don't have to come up in that box and hit at the line of scrimmage every play. In the boundary, you a linebacker. But I think they slash corner. But they've so, gotten rid of they've gotten rid of boundary corner. I think they just do left and right now. Well, they're gonna have to go back to boundary and field because he missed. But because go back to the Florida State game, he missed that same tackle that went for like ninety. Like you know, and that's when Watts on the backside had to stop. Uh, the guy on the four yeah. yard line, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Watts in the boundary though, you can't put Watts in the boundary. You want 180. You know what I mean? You know, you, well, I guess you weren't that big either, but still. I don't think, but I don't it, think but you put Watts in the boundary, though. But it comes back to attitude, like how we were saying that mindset. Maybe Kayla Fairley's just like, I'm a cover guy. I don't want to go hit and bang my shoulders in. Watts might be smaller, but he might be like, I'm going to just throw my body in there and slow him That's up true. and trip him up. So, like, I feel like you have to shift shift your defense around to everybody's strong suits right now because I still feel like we got good players. These boys can play. You can't go from saying, like, hey, these boys can play to, oh, no, we might but, not be that good. Like, nah. Let's hey, just... Brandon, this is this is a good segue to that. Isn't that on the DB coach to, A, instill that physicality in them, whether that's through drills, practice, or whatever? And, and then something – hold on. And there's something that y'all mentioned earlier – was 
the film, right? So if you see seven and nine on film, you you know how we do our pregame scouting report. Somebody should have said these kids can play. I don't care if they're at ODU, but the, we need to take care of these two guys. You know what I mean? Like they should have flashed on film. I agree. And going back to that mindset where you got to put that in your game, that's what Torian Gray did. As cornerbacks, he made us do hitting drills every day. And on top of that, we policed ourselves. That's why when D Hall saying, like, it wasn't none of us soft, we had we held ourselves accountable. Like, if we're doing hitting drills, I look at Macho like, hey, if you're going half speed, I'm finna flat roll you. Like, I'm going hard in this drill. So he had to go extra hard and it'd be a big collision, just an individual drill. So you push each other to make sure that toughness come. Like, that toughness can come within your teammates and your coaches putting that in you through your drills. So, yes, I think coaching does play a part in that. Yeah, Man, I mean, I, I watched the, the defense, and it's something about the attitude, man. I don't know I don't know where it came from with us, but it seemed like everybody had it. Like, I watched the defense. That just did I, – I didn't see no attitude. I ain't see nobody getting up, talking trash. Like, I ain't see none of that, dog. And I'm just like, this is not Virginia Tech style of defense. I don't know what happened. I feel like it's there. We got the right guys. It sounds like we're being hard on them, but I think we just got such high expectations for them that we expect more. And I and, feel like they got to expect more out of each other too. So and, I think we got to get that across to everybody that we, we ain't talking bad about nobody. We just got no, high expectations. Not at all. And Eddie, I think one of the things to consider also is when you have freshmen and sophomores looking at other freshmen and sophomores for accountability you're going to have lapses. Whereas when we played, you know, Brandon was playing behind Jimmy. And, you know, like we were playing with older guys to kind of learn those skills of what it was like to be a dog. If you don't have anybody to teach you, you know, if, if Adonis comes back and Settle comes back and Mook comes back and all these guys come back, the Edmonds brothers come back, these young pups, aren't going to have those letdowns, but since they don't have anybody to look to but other young pups, you know, it was one point Dax was on the field, and he's all waving the crowd up, and it's like, dog, focus. You know what I mean? It's not about that right now, you know? And that's one thing I noticed about Nah, B, you can't do that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Thing. I was like, Skiz, you can't College, say that. That Boston, was you. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that, Skiz. No, it, no, I mean, can say I that, mean, that, but, but no. Not I but, but what and I we mean, losing. What is this guy doing? <laughs> Dax is a true freshman. He's excited about the wrong things at that moment when the game is in a, a tight spot. And he didn't have anybody to look to his right, left, front, back that was a seasoned vet. They, they kind of calmed him down and said, hey, man, lock in. Versus when we played. I don't think we ever had a defense that had that many young players on it. Like, they, they literally are playing eight, nine freshmen, sophomore, you know, first three-year kids. You're right about that. You're right about that. Like you said, you can't have – not saying that these guys are blind, but you can't have a blind leaving a blind because D. Hall set a certain, like, standard that Jimmy had to follow. When I was there, I looked at Eric Green, Vinny Fuller, Jimmy Williams, Mike Daniels, Griff. Like, all them boys had attitude about them. And See? that's what myself, Roland Minor, like, everybody that came after, we had that same attitude. So, after us, Rock Carmichael, like, all the boys had the same, like, they seen it. 
so that's all they knew. But like hey. I, like our skills are saying right now, those boys don't have that. When it get tough, when it going get tough, and let's just say I was in there, let's just say these corners do get down on themselves, like they ain't see nobody have to get themselves out of like, oh, I got two deep balls kicked, like called on me. I need to I need to get out this funk. Let's go. I need me to pick to get me back on track. They didn't they didn't see it, and they don't have and the boys behind them don't have nobody to even see. And see, that's what I started thinking. I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, we ain't have nobody, bro. Like, I came in, and, and it was Richard Johnson, and it was uh, Chris Clifton, but we ended up starting over them the second game of the season as a true freshman. So who we had to look to, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have yeah. that. So I'm like, we giving them a lot of excuses and a lot. You just got to play better. At the end of the day, like, just play better. You know what I mean? Like, we had a bad game, but like you said, it's a long season. Just regroup, because I mean, we had to figure it out on our own. Like, it was nobody for us to be like, I dropped the ball. What do I do now? It was like, catch the next one. But, but Eddie, you also had a great coach who helped you work through that, too. Tony Ball was, to me. Yeah, he was one of, yeah, he was one of the best coaches I've ever been around. He, he yeah. was, but came no coach after you didn't drop two balls, do anything for you. It's got to yeah. be. In between yeah. your ears. You got to do that. You got to break yeah. yourself out of the funk. I don't care what the man beside me tell me. It's up to me to get myself out of that funk. All right. And that's and that, Eddie, to that point, like, that's what I'm trying to instill in a lot of these young kids. Like, football is football. But, like, it's going to always be football. You got to run. You got to catch. You got to do this. But at the end of the day, bro, it's a mindset. What right. took me right. from the 757 to where I am now, bro, it was a mindset. It was a mindset that at the end of the day, Eddie, you see me on the field. We get to talking, and I'm like, we ready to go. Right. I, I, when we get off the field, man, I love you, dog. Hey, keep doing your thing. But when you when you between that lines, like sometimes, dog, I I black out. Like right. me and DJ was looking at something when he was in Philly, when he came to the Redskins. We we was watching some video they put together, and I'm like, Jack, bro, I apologize, dog. Like I don't even remember doing that or saying that to you, dog. Like. I'm sorry, like, but my mindset was such one, such one of killer be killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That a lot of these young kids just don't have it, and it's because they're all babied or they're all catered to. It's with the new NFL rule changes, like you can't hit the quarterback. Man, how am I supposed to let this dude know? Look, bro, you ain't stepping right. up in this pocket. Well, right. how am I as a defender supposed to put fear in, into you, Eddie, if I can't hit you? Right. Like, bro. Like, I can't. Yeah. So you running around like, eh, these dudes can't do nothing to me. And you making plays. And so it just, it's creating a little bit of a softer game. I understand we're trying to keep guys healthy and not, you know, have head injuries and different things like that. But at some point, man, it starts at a young age, man. Dudes have to still play football. Yeah. And you can tell as a whole. That's why when you see a cat like Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, who has that old school mentality of playing ball? It ain't that they, it ain't that they so so special. They're special compared to the kids they're playing against now. Yeah. But you throw them dudes in with cats ten years ago, they and fit right that's, in. That's that's the norm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the norm. And that, so that's what it's that's like watching. That's that's what it's like watching Alabama's defense. Is like these kids come out all throwback players. But you know why? The way they practice. It's part of the reason they don't become great great pros because Nick 
gets every ounce <laughs> of want to and game out of you while you're there. Yeah. You really earn that scholarship. Yeah. Where I can say in some programs, you on vacation. Like, you chilling. You you know what I'm saying? You ain't really practicing that hard. You're going to show up on game day. But, but Alabama, Eddie, they go hard. And, D, I think that's a good thing to mention. And, Eddie and Brandon, if y'all could just talk on this really quick. I remember when we were in, in at school, our practices were super competitive Super trash talking, but we still absolutely loved each other. But, bruh, what? I'm gonna cut you off. What? You know how many fights we got into out there? Yeah. Cause we, cause we all wanted to win so bad. Mm-hmm. Me and Ernest Wilford, me and KJ, the O line and the D line. I mean, it was it. You, you'd have thought we hated each other. But when Miami came to town. I'm riding for I'm riding for KJ. I'm riding for Ernest. You know what I'm saying? Like we all riding for each other when it was time to scrap up and play somebody else. But on that practice field, we understood that we weren't getting better unless we got each other better. Yeah. And one thing Ernest wrote on my little wrote on a little picture he gave me before he before he left and I left was man, you got me better. You got me drafted D Hall because I was a DN, turnt receiver, and I ain't and I, and I wasn't supposed to make it. But without you dogging me every day and me having to be great to compete with you, I wouldn't have made it. What about I dare, you? Near, I dare near teared up, man, because that's what it takes, man. Like, without him getting me right, I couldn't have went out there against T.O. and them other big receivers I faced in the league. Yeah. But seeing that every day in practice, I'm like, oh, man, these dudes weren't bigger than Ernie Wilford. I ain't worried about that. What about you? I'm, I'm 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 thinking he said Ernest Wilford. It took me to a story about him. D, he was probably there against Miami, I think it was. And he yep. dropped that ball in the end zone to win yep. the game yep. or whatever it was. Yep. So think of his mindset, though. I think that play changed his whole mindset to where he turned into a different player, a different uh, man. You know what I mean? He busted yep. his butt. I mean, I heard so many crazy stories about his work ethic from that oh, point on. Insane. So I'm, so I'm like, maybe this is, this is what's going to happen to our team. You exactly. have a little letdown, and then it just kind of take you off. this skyrocket from here on because it changes your mindset. For everything. And yeah. it's, it's, it's all that bottled in one. And all this goes back to mindset. When we took that field, we, we, we wanted to get each other better. But I know when I took that field, in my mind, I was like, man, I'm the best corner on this squad. But if I look at Macho, that's my best. That's one of my best friends at Virginia Tech. But I bet he felt the same way. Like, hey, that's my boy, but hey, I'm the best corner on this squad. When you look at our receiving core, some people said Eddie was the best receiver. Some said when Haim had his breakout year, he was the best receiver. Some was like Hart, the tall one with the range, and Hart felt what? like he was the best receiver. So, bruh, we heard all, each other I heard all of it. We showed each other on the teammates, but individually, we are like, nah, I'm going to show y'all why I'm the realest on this defense or the realest on this squad. Or That was our mindset. So that's why every day we were so competitive because we are proving it to each other on the squad. And it just became a habit. All we knew is how to go hard and how to fight and claw because we're proving it to the – it wasn't nothing to prove it to the nation. We proved it to ourselves and everybody on the side of you every day. Yeah, because it was more important to have that dude in that locker room respect more so than it was any outside public. But you got to know what? We lived in a different generation. We lived where it wasn't this big social media where you want to be loved by people that you don't even know. We just yeah. wanted to be loved and respected by the dudes in that locker room. You talk about, you know, like OG cats that 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 you were around or we were around. 
Like I had a cat in Ronya Whitaker who, I mean, this dude was could have left school early, came back, you know, was was I mean, was a dog, taught me everything I know. But in teaching me everything I know, he taught me some things that he couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? And so he almost like passed it on, like pay it forward. And I mean, for that, that's why I'm probably the way I am when it comes to young DBs or young football players in general of trying to pass on that knowledge because dudes gave it to me. And yeah. if it wasn't for them dudes, it, it wouldn't – like, I wouldn't be where I am. And yeah. so I always, I always try to Co- try to pay it forward Co- to the next dude, man. And you talk about – I'm sorry, I just going to hit on one more thing. You talk about Ernest, man. Ernest, absolutely. That – he he's I ain't gonna say he single-handedly lost that game, but he played a part in us losing that game. <laughs> but Ernest never and, and, and we I mean it, 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 <laughs> I'm like, it, do it, you it, gotta get to the point on this? I, I said it, I, I said it like that, but 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 let me let me rein it back in. <laughs> Ernest grew so much from that, like you said, he could have shut down, become one of the big biggest goats in the history of, 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 of sports by losing that game to one of the best college football teams ever put together but Ernest came back he learned from that and he took that loss that day but he took it as a lesson man and that joker learned and he became a player who was drafted and played in the league by eight nine years man and amazing but that's the kind of stuff we want to see these kids do is take this loss but learn from this loss man because no loss is really a loss if you learn from it it's a lesson and that's a valuable lesson that they can use down the line and, 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 and throughout life and I think I think what kind of disappointed me the most was that um, when I was watching, I, it just didn't seem like guys believed in themselves. You know what I mean? And so that was the thing with us, like like that, like Flower said. I mean, we all thought we was the best player on the field that day, and it was like I believe on myself that much. And it's not about proving nobody wrong; it's about proving yourself right. And 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 that's what I think guys got to realize, man. You got to believe. And yourself, knowing that you put in all the work, all the summer sessions, that you ready for this moment. Yeah, you might have a bad play or two, but I can still do this. And I'm watching the game, and I'm like, some of the guys out there look like they didn't feel like they could do it. That's what was disappointing for me. Yeah. So how do we, you know, wrap this up and move forward? You know, we lost Trayvon after that game. You know, prayers. Big loss. the hell out of Duke. Yeah, prayers up to him, um, and, and I hope you know. I hate to see a kid not be able to finish his career. Uh, so we have that distraction. We have Josh Jackson going down. We're coming off a loss. We're kind of wounded right now. What do we need to do to win, win a tough road game against a ranked opponent this weekend against Duke? Run the ball and play good defense. You don't want to put that new quarterback in a in, in a tough spot to be throwing thirty and forty passes. We got to run the ball. We got two running backs that's been in that, that played in some some big games that had success. Run the ball. I think the offensive line got to step up and play big to keep the defense off the field. You know what I mean? Because they got a pretty good quarterback. They got a good receiver. So Duke can score some points. It's just about keeping them off the field. Long drives is tough in college football for long drives. But I think for the one week we need to do it is this week. And so that that's what I think the keys on the offense is. Just dominating the line of scrimmage and running the ball. Yeah. What about you guys? I mean, I think the keys defensively. I mean, obviously, 
when you show you can't do something, football is a copycat league. They they gonna even if Duke don't take a lot of shots, they gonna take shots because they feel like man, we ain't got nothing to lose. Just throw the ball up in the air. And so you know, for us, we have to know that that's coming. We have to switch the game plan up a little bit from what we used to do and what we will do uh, moving forward. Um, and, you know, we got to put the guys in position to make plays, you know, as a staff. That's what we need to do. As football players, those guys need to forget about what happened. That game's over. You can't let ODU beat you twice. You cannot go into Duke game thinking about everything that went wrong at ODU. You got to forget about it. You got to treat this game like it's the most important one because it is. We've always said that the next game is the most important game, that game, that game. And so I think we're going to come out there and we're going to shock everybody and we're going to uh, win that game. We're going to feel disrespected. We lost one game and we go from 12 to not even being ranked. To me, that that's absurd, a, a program of Virginia Tech stature. That, that, that should never happen. But nonetheless, it's happened. Those guys should be mad. They should play pissed off. Yeah, what about that? You know, these I think they can go out made. to Duke and, uh, and take For care of business. For defense side of the ball, I really would consider going field and boundary again, playing fairly to the field because I love him as a field corner. He's so rangy and he got ball skills. Put Watts in the boundary. And my thing is, maybe my mindset isn't the same as theirs. I'm not changing. I'm telling Coach Falls, hey, don't change nothing. I'm going out here and I'm pressing for the first four drives. Please let these boys throw it up so I can get two picks and make all ACC. Like, that ain't happening no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to study these boys, be on top of all their releases, and practice this week. Hey, one-on-one, send me on nothing but go balls. Don't run no hitches. Let me play the ball in the air so I can get my confidence. Let me play comfortable. Man, don't change nothing. Because if you change something, they're going to thank you hiding it. They let these kids play off and play and trying to hide things. Teams going to keep trying to come back to it to see if they fix it. Man, for the first three, four drives, I'd be pressed, man, and say, hey. Hey, Doc. Let me, yep. Hey, Doc, let me ask you a question. Can these boys uh, sit there and press it's a technique. And, 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 and I, be successful? Because I don't know if they can. And that's why I'm – To me, to me, change. to be honest, I don't know if they, they have can, the ability they to. Can. They just don't have the technique. They don't have the tools right now. Not your – Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, you 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 played in a game on Sunday, had a rough game, and had to come right back. You ain't gonna yeah, just learn yeah. what you couldn't do but, in a week of practice. Ah, you know what I'm man, saying? Man, still like that's that's just a competitive nature in me. Like I know your mindset, and that's that's exactly what I would say. Coach, he got me. Andre Johnson got me. It won't happen again. I'm ready for fix. I'm telling you, give it to me. I want him every play. Call man. I don't care. Let's go. But yeah, but that's but me. that's this, you. But I don't this, know if I don't know if if I'm a coordinator. But this is the thing that I'm saying, like D Hall. I don't know if, if you do, do cover them up. Do you think that's not gonna scar them worse? Like, oh man, like I I can't go press because if no, because them kids watch the game. Them kids played in the game, man. They know, like, bro. If you send in a corner who can't really run on fade balls, you think he going to care if he not playing man? He going to be like, whew, thanks, dog. Like, if he's real with himself, if he's real with himself, man, if he's blowing a bunch of smoke, oh, man, I shut this joker down. Man, he only beat me because of this or that. 
okay, if he's making excuses about why he didn't do something, okay, that's one thing. But if he's really honest, like we always tell guys to do, or like we always do when you go in there and you watch that film, be brutally honest. Be your harshest critic. If these guys are their harshest critics and they understand what deficiencies they have, they won't mind a coach catering <laughs> schemes to make them successful. If anything, I, coach, I, 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 I see what I you're saying. You. Like, that's that. Well, maybe that's a mature DB. But I'm just saying, if these kids are really real with themselves, and that was one thing I was always honest with. Look, man, this dude give me problems, dog. So if you want to run that coverage, cool. I like it versus this dude, da 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 da, because he does this. Yeah, I can handle this dude. I'm good. I'm straight. Don't even send this dude underneath me to cover. Just blitz him. I got him. You know. But if if they aren't comfortable with 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 their game, because I just know. If you got deficiencies, you're supposed to be working on that in the offseason, in the spring. You can't try to work on that five days leading up to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can work on some things, but you're not going to have corrected but, the but, flaws in your press game. But, in, D, in five I mean, days. it's a it's, long it's season, so if, are if you saying essentially they, can't, they shouldn't run already. cover zero for the next nine games? But but that's the, that's the thing. It's cover zero and man high. You saying that you go have no, to kind of stay away from because they don't do they, it against they Duke. Should, they should. They're not gonna do it against Notre Dame. They're not gonna do it against Miami. They're not gonna do it against. But yeah, I mean, but like I said, I'm I'm playing more man free. I'm gonna have me a safety in the middle of the field, even if I got to tell him, "Hey man, watch Ed Reed get back twenty yards." And go sideline to sideline. Read that quarterback. Help this dude out on these fade balls. I'm gonna tell my corners get outside leverage. Like I said, I didn't watch much of the game. Man, they was trying. They were. They were. They, they never lined inside out. They never they lined up outside in. in. They were, were shoot they a shoe. To play the fade and they were shoot a shoe on man high, and on cover zero they was inside. But I'm dog. If all the quarterback got to do is look them off, even if they got a safety in a hole. If he looking one way and then let it go the other way, like that's what they was doing. They're literally dropping back and just throwing it to the sideline. The free safety kind of not gonna get there, bro. Like the quarterback looking them off. It was to the sideline. Like, yeah, if he throwing it right on the sideline, man, like I said, I played outside leverage 95% of the time. Why? Because I felt like at the end of the day, if you run a slant, man, I picked probably. I pick more slants than dudes court outside leverage. Yeah. Because I just held my ground and rolled them jokers down. I play, I ain't care about giving up a slant or even a dig. I'm keeping this fade off because I know that fade ball was going was gonna to beat me. And so I'm just a big, big pr- proponent of playing outside leverage. So if they ain't playing outside leverage, that's, that's your first mistake. Get these dudes outside. And either teach them some press bail. Obviously, you can't press bail in zero. And the only reason you press bail is because you're taking you're taking all the mental logistics out of sitting there pressing and trying to get to your leverage. You're just gonna huh, open up right before the snap and, and the top shoulder, and, and you're essentially keeping the fade ball off you. And the, the reason dudes don't like to cut press you bail off, is they like to look at the quarterback while they're Part of what I was saying man, about that press bail dot was the gamesmanship and savvy of damn if, if you just yeah. if you just hit me with five fades because I'm pressed yeah. let me just let me let me but <laughs> hey 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a show do that. Hey, coach, I'm gonna let this. Hey, let me, hey, hey, let me interject real quick, coach. If you need me and Brandon Flowers and be be here, let us know. We'll come down there. We'll put on the press bill clinic for y'all. Just let us know. We'll make our way down to Blacksburg. Whatever help yeah. y'all need. Yeah, I think know, we, I, we, we might need to get Caleb Wyatt's number, man, plug or, or Watt's number to how y'all give him a call. Yeah, but and, uh, and what I like about Caleb, if anybody got spring, info, he want to learn. Hit us up he was it, the man. first dude that came up to me like, "Hey, so when they do this off the line, what should I do?" Man, his first rep, he almost jammed dude to the ground. Like, he's like, "Oh man, okay, I see what you're talking about." Like, come like, bro, you long, you shouldn't even be inching. Like, you every bit of six three. Like, they should be scared when you come press. Like, but and like. And- and, and and no knock to any one of these coaches on the staff because I don't know them all that well. I know some of them. But technique might not be this coach's fault. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe these kids aren't getting the best technique work. Maybe this coach is great at recruiting or maybe he's great at other things. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's great at route recognition and getting these guys, you know, to know what's coming. But I know technique ultimately – is 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 what allows you to make make plays and 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 dot. I know you you've got you've had the best feet any DB at Virginia Tech and has ever had. So man, we definitely one of the things you know. And, I know we're getting and, ready to and, wrap and, up and, soon and see what's going on. I noticed too, and Eddie mentioned it about the kids believing in themselves. I feel like Coach Fuente has a staff, him himself included. They coach really hard. Everybody, you know, like when we were on defense. Coach Foster coach hard, Wiles coach hard, Cav coach hard, but then you had Coach Ward who was a little looser, or T. Gray who would show emotion and loosen up. You know, like how important yeah. is it for yeah. some coaches on that staff to loosen up, up and like breed confidence into these kids and pick their heads up? You know what I mean? Yeah. A- yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what that's what makes a great that's what makes a great staff, man. No knock to these coaches because I'm a, I'm gonna form my own opinion of them myself, but that was something I worried about while you know in in the recruiting of my son. My son's a different kind of dude where he has a dad who screams and yells sometimes, but I also love him up, and so he he knows the balance of both. But not all kids know the balance of both, and you know that's part of my problem with the Alabama program is they coach so hard at today's kids. Not all of today's kids respond to that, so you gotta have, you know, a staff that's Especially. kind of diverse in in their coaching style and methods to where that not everyone's it, a yeller, and that's something I have young heard. Kids. Especially uh, the that's young not kids, the greatest thing about these tech coaches or the new new staff is. Especially the young they kids are, who they, don't they have big yellers. Is, is what I've heard. You know what I mean? Like when you got young guys who might have got beat, like somebody got to come in and give them some confidence. Come. But uh, Brandon, yeah. I'll yeah, no, wrap up this right. and tell us the story about Willis and what you were his neighbor or something in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Willis, man, he he actually stayed what three blocks away from me out there in KU. Played for a good football high school. Like he was the man out there in Kansas, and you can see when he came in, he ain't shy away from throwing the ball. Like he came in striking. I mean, he had poise in the pocket, dudes hanging off for him. He's still making great throws. Like, it's no really time during the whole game where you're just kind of like, 
oh, like we can't call this because we got the backup in. Like, nah, he came in ready to make plays, and he kind of has that. He got that swag about him, man. Even like when you talk to him about stuff other than football, about life, like he got a little swag to him, man. So that's why I was tweeting out, like, I'm, I want to see what what it's gonna do with this squad, man, because. He's a savvy quarterback. He's a guy that worked hard. He knows the game. He's a guy that said after football, he want to be a coach. So he's smart. So I just want to see him go out there. He ain't going to be scared of the moment. I want to see him go out there and do his thing because everybody, everybody became a star when they chance arose. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is chance now. So we just go see what he going to do with it. Yeah, I think that's a really cool story, man, how it comes full circle. And uh, the kid ends up playing at Virginia Tech and he. He's the you I tell you what, part of the reason he went to Flower State. He owe you uh three percent of his uh future world. That is facts. Yeah. It's cool. I, by the time he come out for the draft, I just switch over to being <laughs> an agent. It's cool. I just represent him. I get it yeah. like that. But uh Hokey fans, we appreciate y'all tuning <laughs> in uh to this episode. This is home podcast. We're gonna keep working through the kinks and uh try and deliver some good content and good perspective for you guys. So uh, we'll check in with you at the Duke. Go Hokies. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to This Is Home podcast featuring D'Angelo Hall, Eddie Royal, and Brandon Flowers.